Welcome back to Rune Walking in Modern Times. I'm Ken, Rune Walker, Walker Between Worlds, and I'm very excited to present to you the second half of the conversation I had with my friend Jared from Rowan Wolf Runecraft. I loved the first part of the conversation, but the second part is even better. So um, buckle up, buttercup. In this part of our conversation, we're going to talk about how the runes kind of influence our worldview, um, mine and Jared's. We're also going to discuss um, a little bit about the runes on Susan Kalk as far as they've been applying to Jared's life lately. We're going to ask Jared and discuss uh, how he describes the runes to people when they first ask him about them and also get some advice from him for people who are just starting out on the path with the runes. And at the very end, please don't skip to the end to get this, but at the very end, uh, both Jared and I pull runes separately to discuss the energies and kind of how to interact with them or what to look forward to for the month of February 2023. So that is going to be very exciting. So as I said before, buckle up, buttercup. Here we go. Let me ask you this, mm -hmm. because I found, especially in the last four or five years of being on this path, how have the runes influenced your personal worldview or how have they changed your worldview? I mean, it's, there's so much to that. I, I think about I even hesitate to say think about because it's when we think about things, we have tendency to become wrapped up in, in so much of what's in front of us and not necessarily what's around us. True. And I think that that's, I said it again, I feel that that's probably one of the, the most important lessons that I've learned from, from them is to be aware. And this has been a, an ongoing message for me coming up in, in this upcoming year is, is awareness. And when runes like Ansus come forward, knowing that I need to listen a little bit more mm. and I need to pay attention to things that maybe seem mundane, but what is the message that is behind that that's coming forward for me at this time or for others? Um, so I'd say really bringing about awareness of this world but also the others and the interconnectedness. This was actually the poll I did uh, this morning, the, the day that this is being recorded. Um, it was now the, or not now these uh, manas. And in conjunction with that, I'm relearning Ahum and I pulled the ash, which I is, today. yeah, which is interesting because it was all about relationships and interconnectedness and um, being part of that. And after I stopped recording and posted it, I was like, oh, and then man came from ash. <laughs> And I was like, oh, there's, I totally missed that opportunity to 
to talk about our connectedness to to those spirits on a very intimate level, um, not just on a global scale, but really, like I said, being aware. I like that you're pulling from the Om and and the runes. Um, I've uh, felt in my past pulled to and and connected to Celtic. I felt connected to um, Welsh, like you know the other the other Northern European. <laughs> uh pre-christian european stuff and um but i've never they've never felt um as at home yeah as the runes so i i thank you for incorporating those in too because i have some i actually have a beautiful set of them that each each one is made of the wood that it's supposed it's really yeah it's really cool i was they were gifted to me and so um i just i I wish i had a beautiful connection to them but who knows that maybe that may be down the road who knows well one of the things that i've been experiencing is some of those trees don't grow here you know and some of them for instance birch birch grows nearby for me like i can get it and it's ethically sourced and everything but they don't grow where i am right now mm-hmm. but what does is uh the sycamore which loses its bark mm-hmm. every winter and is pale white underneath so to me i correlate sycamore with runes like Burkhan and uh Bierth, uh in their BF and the, uh, the Aham. So they hold a similar message. And instead of reaching out to Birch at those times, I can reach out to Sycamore. And so, you know, utilizing and, and not utilizing, but tapping into the, the spirits that are, are here rather than trying to tap into something that isn't from here. So I'm going to throw this in there as well. <laughs> We mm-hmm. want to talk about this for a second. Um, I we're coming up on Imbolc. Imbolc is not for me where I live. Is not February first. <laughs> like the quickening doesn't happen until a little bit later in the year. Mm-hmm. So I've always felt like, um these broader concepts of the the wheel of the year and things being in quarters and cross quarters is a really beautiful way of dividing it and 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 organizing it and then it's done by the moon and all that like you know solar like all those things are played in but where i live it's not the quickening right that's not it so like you have to and i i was discussing this with our with our friend Mariah, water for me, if we're talking about directions and elements, water for me is north because that's where the Great Salt Lake is. Water is north. Um, you know, fire is south because it's hotter there. Uh, wind comes from the east for me. So that wind in the east and then earth in the west. So it's 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 not just, I think this is what I love about the runes. They don't ask you to subscribe to anything <laughs> other than the fact that you're going to be in relationship with them and they're going to show you how to be in relationship with the environment that you're in. Right. And that doesn't matter. I don't, I don't think that really matters which environment you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think 
that's one of the other things that I've gotten out of um, the runes and my and my and working with the runes for you know for as long as I have. But um, what do you think about that? Because I, no, I, I sometimes see like real quick for me like winter for us would be like a bigger part of the year that doesn't maybe have in like it's not quartered that's a bigger right. part of the year that doesn't have anything else besides solstice and and those type of things sorry go ahead oh no then i agree you know when we when we look at the the scandinavian area of europe it really is just two seasons so you know one the, the return of the light is is always super important and brings so much but you don't have these quarter the same type of quarter holidays um, or celebration ceremony they're there but they're slightly they're slightly different and just like you said you know it, the runes present themselves the way that they need to and the the spirits of that land will present themselves the way they need to as well to help you to help you honor and celebrate in a way that makes sense yeah and i think you're you're definitely on to that um thank you i had a i had a i want to go back to your dear story because i had a thought about um had you and i'm not saying there is a connection so i'm asking you have you experienced one between the stag and then the four stags that are at the top of the of Yggdrasil making the winds for you or no because i just know that in the cosmology that's one of the stag things but in celtic cosmology it's more of the stag leads you into the other world yeah so that's a really good question um one of the books that i've recently started reading and and working with on uh on a spiritual level and and working with some different uh spell work and so forth is with the winds mm. and uh renee barabo's book if you're uh if you're familiar with her mm -hmm. and working with wind knots and wind whistles so it's interesting i hadn't hadn't made that connection and now i'm really curious as to where that's going to go because ansus has also been pretty prevalent lately in, in my thoughts not necessarily being drawn but like it's one that it shows up in my head a lot and to me that's the breath yeah you know that's that's the wind when i think of ansus that's a it's a wind rune if we want to associate something like that with it yeah. of course so and then of course the you know the connection with you know, guiding through the other realms, like you said, and, and that aspect of protection. Uh, am I meant to begin journeying in, in a different way? Am I meant to work in, you know, maybe for lack of a better term, maybe I'm not supposed to be, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, moving into things like soul retrieval, but maybe I'm supposed to be death walking, helping that last breath move, move past. Um, who knows? it's it's all up in the winds right now so it's interesting that that i had i hadn't even thought of that correlation so thank you now yeah. got something else to delve down into you're like great thanks for the additional rabbit hole yeah here also. we go um so okay um 
You said Ansu's has been on your mind. What rune has been on your heart lately? Ooh. That's an excellent question. And while while you're thinking about that, for those of you who maybe haven't listened previously, um, my personal gnosis is that we have three centers of knowing. We have our intellect, which sits in my head, emotional, which sits around my heart, and then instinctual, which sits in my lower abdomen. So my question to you is like, you know, Ansu's is in the head, which is really interesting too because of the placement of it. But um, so I kind of also like to like to check in with people as like, what what rune is sitting in your emotional state? What's sitting in your instinctual state um, currently? I I would say Ock. I love Ock. Yeah, it's one of my favorite runes, and I Ock for sure, but also Kalk. Mm. And my uh, my wife's been getting into understanding uh human design if you're familiar with that concept yeah. and it's fascinating and she said something the other day about the only you know the, the the true way to achieve fulfillment is to live within your authority mm. and i was like oh oh that's what i was missing with kalk mm. that's what i wasn't hearing was this because we you know we talk about it it being fulfillment and and all these things and and seeking but that seeking is within the self and it's within our heart. It's within what, what fills us and keeps us going. And when we're not living our lives to who we truly are, mm-hmm. then we go without being fulfilled. And that, I think that that rune has been, I feel that that rune has really been sitting in my heart space a lot lately. And in particular with, with Ock, which is always there. I just think Ock lives in my, my heart space. Yeah. Um, it's funny, uh, just maybe half hour before you and I sat down to do this, um, one of my other friends had just started a, like a diving into the chakras Facebook group Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, her question to us was which one of the chakras, um, is most, uh, connected to and asks you to be like an oak tree. And so like, okay, oak tree here, oak tree here, like oak here, like it's all, you know, we surf the, we surf the waves and, and uh, sometimes those waves last for days and months. Right. All right. Next question. You ready? All right. Let's do it. Um, and this might be more for, for me, to be honest. (laughs) When people come up to you and because they know, or even online, I had someone ask me the other day. So um, I feel drawn to them, but like, how would you describe the runes? So what do you tell people who are super, super green when it comes to their experiences with the runes? They just feel, they feel something there. I don't always know that they're drawn to it. I feel like they're, they sense its power. And it's not that they want the power. They sense something there and and a density. And so they feel drawn to that, to know what it is. So how do you explain the runes to people? Well, so um, I, I typically begin by explaining a little bit of the origin and I normally begin with their origin 
in in Mythgarth um, that it's a language. It's a series of sounds. And it's a, this way that we were able to communicate and move information back and forth and to create uh, music because they all have this phonetic sound and they all resonate and they all work on this vibration. So now we can begin moving into this esoteric place because just as much as they're, they're spirits with individual personalities, they are an alphabet. And that gets me down a whole tangent on our alphabet as well, because I've been thinking about trying to divine with our current alphabet. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Um, I can get to that in a minute, but, uh, so I normally begin there and when they start talking about, because you'll get one of two things, you'll get either, well, how did you learn to read them? Or you'll get, I need to know more. Mm -hmm. And the, how do you learn to read them normally sends them into a place where I'm like, check out this book, listen to this person, check out this author, that sort of thing. Um, to guide them because you can read them at, at their value at, at what they are and not have that in-depth relationship with them. Um, I agree. I don't, I don't feel that it's quite the same, but it's not meant to be. And mm-hmm. from there, you, uh, the others, they're like, well, how do you, how do you feel this? How do you experience this? Because I'm seeing this everywhere. I'm feeling this everywhere. Um, those are the ones that get the creation story of, of Olthin. And um, I really resonate with uh, Ingrid's gnosis on, on that as well. Um, and how she views that. And I've, I feel that that's very accurate. Um in that and i've taken some of her classes and gained a little bit of insight in that as well and from there i can really gauge what those what those people want to know what they want to gain from it do they you know do they want to know that it's an experience or do they really want to get to know them and and work with them and work for them (laughs) that's a very good way to put it because sometimes that's how it goes yeah I think it's an interesting, I, I agree. I think that you, you can kind of gauge where they're at with um, the level of, you know, uh, connectedness and commitment. Like um, you can play little league baseball and that's very different from major league baseball mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can still have fun and you can still play and there's still, you know, the ball and the bat, but the nuance and the skill required to move from little league to major league is different. And you can still, there will be people who never play major league. They only play little league. So I feel like that's a great way to look at it because sometimes, sometimes I have this moment of all or nothing and I forget I don't forget. It's just one of those things where sometimes I have a hard time. Um, I have a hard time getting my perspective, the he- my my perspective, my head around the perspective that it's th- their 
path is not the same path as uh, as mine as far as the the complexity and the interconnectedness of the runes right. and and the cosmology of northern europe um the way i look at you know uh, and work with the norns and work with them in my readings and things like that and my um sessions with clients is very different than you know that that and that informs a lot of my worldview and how i interact with the world and that's not for that's that's mine and so sometimes i i do have a little bit of a hard time like dialing it down to mm -hmm. no you must sacrifice blood to the gods what are you doing why are you just giving them beer no blood you know it's just it's one of those things that's for me a struggle to answer the question sometimes of what they are so i like i like your approach that you're like okay well what is it that you're that, desire to know like what part do you desire to know so i i, I like that and i do feel like the, there's one part that I don't connect with at all in the runes, and that, that is as an alphabet. Um, I do not, I have translated some things um, into kind of the modern sound, our modern language sound into what the runes represent as far as um, vibration, sound. And I have that um, on me. And that was a that was a different experience for me, and that was more recent, like within the last couple of years, because I've yeah. never seen them as a as an alphabet. I see that we've kept them because they became because they were an alphabet that that existed, and I feel like that's kind of how we kept the the presence of the runes. Yeah. So um, I love that that's part of your journey that um, that is not mine at all, and that I can. Um, kind of gain that perspective of of it being that from you because it's cool i think what made it easier for me to to correlate that and connect that because i could very easily be very one-sided on that matter as well because i didn't learn them as an alphabet that right. came way later but i played a lot of dungeons and dragons and uh, spell okay. books were always written in some sort of rune or some sort of magic language yeah so to me it just made sense that these these runes would would be a language that you could read and write with them because sometimes yeah. that's how their message would come across as well or the the vibration that's created is what um you know breaks the particles down in the atmosphere and manipulates the energy or however you want to you know take your spin on it so i think that that might be why it was easier for me to um to play in both both sides of that fence yeah because there are people out there that are nope they are language only this is what they are there's no magical purpose this started in the yeah. 70s you know whatever and it's like well and then you have the other side which is like nope they were gifted to us stolen whatever however you <laughs> want to refer to it and whatever your perspective is yeah exactly so i i like being able to communicate with both sides because both sides are valid yeah they exist mm -hmm. both, both sides exist yeah okay what advice do you have for people who are just starting out we may have gone over this a little bit but like the one i want like the one thing that you would be like and i know this is kind of hard one thing that you would say 
really can help people like gird their loins or <laughs> yeah like that's a hard question i know but yeah because everyone's so individual and different uh well listen to rune walking in modern times i love you for saying um, that. yeah <laughs> it, it honestly it, it is a place i send people when they're they're interested it's it's incorporated in part of my course um that i offer um oh god there's so much immerse yourself uh breathe them live them mm-hmm. read about them um and if you're interested in one side then stick with the one side that's how it's presenting to you you know uh it's important to understand multiple sides but you don't have to reside there um mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, heathenry is the religion or belief system that's built on homework, and that the runes are no exception to that. Yeah. No, you okay? So it's hard, huh? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm just like, well, read. I'm like, well, what do you read? Um, know your cosmology. Mm-hmm. Know where you live, so that when you begin your rituals, when you begin your ceremonies, when you begin hearing them and and communicating with them, that you have something um, substantial to to work with. Yeah. I don't don't know that you said that. It's so loaded. Like there are so many things because there, there are books out there and that's great, but that's one person's experience. That's one of the reasons I love uh, Diana Paxson's book so much, because in that you, in, in each rune, she gives like five different uh, rune readers interpretations of mm. what that is. Yeah. And know that you're not always, yeah, know that it's not going to be easy. I don't know. That, can I have like, like four things? Yeah. You can have, <laughs> listen, you're cool. You can have as many things as you want. Yes. Um. If a rune presents itself to you in a certain way, pay attention to that. Um, if you know you recognize Gabo at a four-way intersection on a sign, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? What is what? Why is that sign there? What's it doing mm-hmm. or not doing? You know, and and thinking about them in ways that correlate to where we are today, mm-hmm. rather than what they meant to uh an icelandic farmer in you know 800 ce uh <laughs> you know make make the know know the the definition know the poems know uh the origins but then how does it relate to you today and i think that's i use pop culture a lot i use references yeah. to anime that i've seen to uh pokemon um, I was listening to somebody the other day and she was talking about how um, her, she and her uh, eight-year-old son have been trying to coordinate the runes to different Pokemon. And I was like, oh, I love this. This is amazing. <laughs> you know, But, it, you know, and it's, it's these different little mnemonics in a way that um, that help you recognize that. I mean, Star Wars is a big one for me. Harry Potter, you know, anything that that hero's journey mm-hmm. is able to exemplify within that and being able to hear the messages of that journey within, within the runes, no matter what time period that comes from your experience is not invalid just because it wasn't in the Viking age Europe. (laughs) 
I guess is kind of where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why the podcast is called Rune Walking in Modern Times. Yeah. Um, great. I love it. Um, so where can people find and get a hold of you? And what are some of the things that you you do personally as a as a rune worker, spirit worker? Um yeah, I'll, any any and all of those questions. How do you okay. get a hold of you and what do you do? Uh, two ways. One, you can find me on Facebook um, at Rowan Wolf Runecraft or um, Spectral Bear Healing. Uh, Rowan Wolf Runecraft is my my rune work. Um, I do rune castings. Um, I make uh, rune sets as well. I, there's a, the only set that I won't make is the Armenian set. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, that was while I acknowledge that it's a set and they exist. Um, I do not support where they came from and, and so forth. That was the, uh, the set that was used in the 1930s and forties in Germany by a not so nice group of people. I don't know who you're talking about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, that's the that's one whole set other topic for. Yeah, for absolutely. And way. I'll, I'll get on a soapbox on that. And I don't want to do that. So, um, you. But I, yeah, younger Futhark, Icelandic, Anglo-Saxon, um, you know, all of those I, I'm, I'll make for people. I do custom bind runes. Um, I actually sit down with you and we talk about your purpose for wanting this rune. There's um, an activation ritual that comes with it if you choose. And we talk about everything that goes with that as well. Um, oh, what else? What else do I do? I don't even know. I have classes on uh on the runes as well I'm, I'm working on revamping those a little bit um i have uh as a, a reiki master you know i do my own version of that um, called elemental pathways um very very intense and, and brief healing process that is done energetically and really the way i kind of described is resetting the ecosystem of the body Hmm. and just recreating and rebuilding and restoring um, your own myth guard where we are, you know, and who you are. Um, What else do I do? I don't even know. There's so many, (laughs) so many little things in there. Um, I think that's what happens though. You know? Yeah. I think Um, you, you start to, there's a lot of things connected to Yggdrasil. So mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Uh, and yeah, my, the, the website, um, is under some renovations right now. I'm hoping to get that, uh, fully where it needs to be very soon. Uh, but that is, uh, rowanwolfruinecraft.com. Um, you can click on the services tab up top and book a, book a session with me if you'd like. Um, and then I think there's a blog on there that I need to update. That's on the, <laughs> for this weekend, I, I want to do that. Um, and that's kind of been fun. I, I've been pulling a rune and then also a card from the mystical shaman deck hmm. and correlating them because they're from two very different parts of the world. Yeah. And um, that that deck is based heavily on Andean shamanism. Hmm. Okay. And the correlation has been a lot of fun to delve into and help me uh, learn a little bit about the Indian practices and, and South American shamanism. And you find there's not 
a whole lot of difference in the thought process and and what is achieved, but the ritual is is what's different. The ceremony is different, and um, of course, the spirits are different. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, um, before we go, I told you one of the fun things I wanted to do is I wanted to pull runes. We are going to pull runes for the month of February, 2023. And so um, don't worry about writing it down, folks, because you can always come back to the podcast, fast forward it to the end and be like, oh my God, those fuckers were totally right. Um, So um, let's, I love doing this. Uh, So I'm going to let you go first. So we're we're pulling runes for... um, how do we, uh, what, you know, like what's the energy and, and how to enter, interact with that energy um, for February, 2023? I, I got three. Did you really? Of course I you did. Know. I did. Hi, Norns. Welcome to the Norns. <laughs> All right. Well, the folks at home can't see this, but um, my first one was uh, Ava's. Um, rune of the horse movement Mm -hmm. connectivity um to one another you know and to me this rune has really been presenting itself lately as trust Mm. and that relationship that we have with others the next one i got was tivas tear shut the fuck up Okay, so that's my second one too. Oh my god, that was I haven't. That's the only one I looked at. The other ones are face down, but that one's second. That's right in the middle. So for this one, I'm I'm getting a lot of oath keeping, score promise promise keeping. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I kind of piggybacking on your January. I think is, is what this is coming down to. And don't make promises you can't keep. Mm-hmm. Make sure that, okay, because the last one is Hagalaz. Know when it's it's been too much. Know when it's time to give up. Not give up in a a bad way, but yeah, there's that element of surrender being in there. Relationships this month will be built on promises that could potentially be broken, potentially be catastrophic if not cared for properly. You know, we we talk a lot about love in the month of of February with Valentine's Day and AKA my wife's birthday. Mm -hmm. And how do we interact with one another when it's not that day? You know, we build up all this energy in the very beginning. We make these promises to one another. We continue to uh, move in a direction that we think might be the right direction. It's buying it's buying the rabbit as a gift on Easter and not understanding the um, the care that needs to go into that. And if we're not fully committed, if we're not ready to make that commitment or relationship or compromise and and trusting in another person, then we have to be prepared to suffer those consequences. So 
for me, what I'm what I'm hearing is to don't don't think with your loins. Think with your heart. Think with don't think with your head. Think with your heart. Trust your emotions, but understand the consequence that can come from that. Hmm. I really like that, especially for that time of year when we're planting sorry pun fully intended planting (laughs) seeds right (laughs) um for the new year right like i think that that's a really beautiful way to put it and i what i love about that as well i was just talking to a client the other day about the concept that your brain is not the power behind your manifestation it's your heart and your instinct for me so i love i that was brilliant brilliant thanks and i i'm i am kind of freaking out that my second one was was i love that too <laughs> so my first one <laughs> my first one is Feyu, mm-hmm. uh tewaz and then os is my third so um I, that kind of goes right along with yeah. um the 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 vibration and the threads that that were that you've already picked up for february you know that um the value of your word and your uh, and your breath like understanding the value of promises and the understanding of the commitment we make and the manifestation we make when we speak something into existence and um understanding the weight of those things and knowing that um we don't want our speech and our talk to be cheap and we don't it also affects your magan, which affects your humming ya too. So in a in a bigger, broader perspective, we're like, oh, keep your, you know, keep your promises, but that holds a lot of power when it comes to you wanting to manifest things in the future. Yeah, generational. I mean, how many promises and oaths are we hanging on to from either previous lives, if you follow that, or ancestral? <clears throat> yeah. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. How many did we adopt? And not adopt. Yeah, sometimes adopt, sometimes mm-hmm. inherit. Fascinating. Well, I love it. I do too. Uh, thank you very, very much for being with me today. And because this interview will probably be in two episodes last week as well, <laughs> whenever we did this. Um, and uh, again, I appreciate your work that you put into this and yourself and the work that you do for other people. So, yeah. Um, I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. And uh, again, if you guys would like to find Jared, Rowan, Cra- Rowan Wolf, Runecraft. That's correct. <laughs> com. Cool. Well, thank you. And uh, again, we'll, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Yeah, we'll catch up again. Yeah. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I really like Jared. I think he is a great guy. I also think he has a good connection to the runes. And uh, he is being of service to the runes and to the people around him, uh, whether that be near or far, who feel drawn to the runes. So if you are drawn to Jared, please feel free to contact him rowanwolfrunecraft.com and see what he's up to. Check him out, book an appointment, buy a set of runes, some other uh, runecraft that he makes. 
He does make this set of 33 um, runes, which is what I use, and seem to be kind of hard to find. So if you're looking for those, he has them. Coming up next week, we begin my discussion with the woman who kind of started it all for me, Ingrid Kincaid. If you want to get a little background going before we begin, or before you begin listening, uh, you can always find her at IngridKincaid.com. We had a very long discussion, so that might end up being a couple episodes or three. And uh, but I'm but uh, it was some really good and uh, good 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 discussion. So I look forward to it, and I hope you do too. So my friends, thank you for listening again to Rune Walking in Modern Times. If you would like more information, please feel free to visit RuneWalker.com. My website, where you can book appointments, book readings, book a soul map reading, see videos on what to expect from a reading from me. You can also find my line of runeware t-shirts, which have basically rune combinations that are infused with certain purposes and goals. So if you need a little strength and endurance, the newest shirt that has come out um, is Iron Oak and Aurochs, which combines Urus and Ock. Great shirt. I appreciate your listening, and I appreciate your continued support for Rune Walking in Modern Times. We will see you next time, and I hope that your weird is blessed and filled with health, wealth, strength, and virility. Join me next time at my hearth.